Pure Wow presents Stream On, your weekly download of TV and streaming news and reviews. And now, your hosts, Phil Mutz, Pure Wow's VP of News and Entertainment, and Rachel Golmi, Pure Wow's Operations Director of Branded Content. Rachel, hello. Yeah. This has like been like the the like epic most epic week of TV in like quite a while. There are just so many things. I mean, the dragon has landed. You know, we can pretty much say, you know, the dragon has landed. House of the Dragon is here, and everybody's talking about it. But also, so many other things. So uh, I, I don't want to waste any time. I don't want to wait another minute before we talk about these things. Uh, so let's get to it. Oh, we we're have, diving right in. Okay. Yeah, we have our highly anticipated House of the Dragon review. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. The medical drama that had me in tears. A shocking Only Murders finale cameo. Plus my opinion on the number two movie on Netflix. Okay. Well, let's get right into the news. This just in. This week's streaming news. Big and Samantha may be out, but Aiden is in for season two of And Just Like That. According to Deadline, John Corbett, who played Carrie's former beau Aiden, will have a multi-episode arc in the sophomore season. Fans thought Aiden would show up in season one because Corbin said he would, but it was apparently a joke. Funny one, bro. I maybe I'll have to pick it back up because I did like Aiden. Hey, I mean, I, if multi-episode arc, maybe they're yeah. rekindling things. I don't know. I'm excited. Okay, we finally have our first look at the highly anticipated *Knives Out* sequel and its official title, which is *Glass Onion: A Knives Out Mystery*. The killer, but um, pun intended. Me with my puns. The killer cast includes Daniel Craig, Edward Norton, Janelle Monet, Katherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Henwick, Madeline Klein, Kate Hudson, and David Bautista. It drops globally on Netflix December 23rd. From ew David to new David, Schitt's Creek star Dan Levy is joining the cast of Netflix's hit Sex Education Season 4. Levy will play Thomas, Maeve's tutor. Let's just hope he doesn't have to tutor her on how to fold in the cheese. The dragons have landed, people! In its premiere episode, House of the Dragon drew in its largest audience for any new original series in the history of HBO, with a whopping 9.986 million U.S. viewers. It also became the most trending topic on Twitter and Google Trends, and we can probably guess why. Okay, so... (laughs) We're about to go into our hits of the week. The hits of the week. I have a couple hits. So, so do I'm gonna, I. I'm, I, I'm going to let you go first and okay. kick it off with what you want to talk about first. Are okay. we going to make them wait or are we going to talk about it right away? Go ahead. Well, I was going to say maybe I'll get my other one out of the way and then Let's we can go it. into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my other one was actually like a surprise. I did not think I was going to like the show, but it is Five Days of Memorial on Apple TV+. Plus. I had absolutely no idea what this story was about. My husband works in patient safety in a hospital. So this is his whole realm. And he was like, we have to watch this show. I said, okay. It is an insane, sad, crazy story. And it's true. I don't know how I never heard about it. So it happened in during Hurricane Katrina in 2005 in New Orleans. You know, obviously their whole state got devastated. So Memorial Hospital, like they basically shut down during the hurricane. They they made it through the hurricane. But then when the levees broke, 
all everything, their, their generators on all of that, because they were all in the basement, got cut out. So they were basically stranded at this hospital for five days. So just picture a hospital without literally anything. Like but no, still full of patients. But still full of t- patients. And not only patients, but people from you know, just living in New Orleans came to the hospital for shelter, which I didn't really know was a thing that people would go or, or that hospitals take in um, non-patients during these kinds of disasters. I, I, that's, that was news to me. So it wasn't even just patients. Plus it was staff, you know, th- thousands of people. So, I mean, it's, it's just cra- like, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to spoil it, but each episode is one day and mm. it's just, it's very sad. It's very eye-opening, like what healthcare workers have to go through and trying to keep these patients who are like on ventilators and bait like NICU babies. And that's the, I just lost it when it came to that. Oh my God, I could cry thinking about it. But then it opened up like a whole investigate. It's a whole thing. It's very, very, very good. I highly recommend it. It's I need to check this out. Very very good recommendation because I do love Cherry Jones and Vera Farmiga who are both the stars. And I, I love both of them. And it's so interesting because I don't know why just looking at the thumbnail of this, I just assumed because it was like a thumbnail of a hospital. I was like, yeah. oh, it's another Grey's Anatomy show. No. And like, I just didn't look into it, but I did not know this story. No, looks, I didn't either. It looks really intense. So yeah. I think this is a great recommendation. I'm yeah, glad you liked it. It's really good. It's really, really good. That's it. Okay. Well, that's a serious one. This was a little less serious, um, but one of my three hits of the week. Sorry, I have too three. many. I know. <laughs> oh my God. I'll give you a spoiler. I don't have any misses. So I'm going to use do. my time. And I, well, that's fine. Okay, that's, okay. That's, we can't always like them all and hate them all. But uh, I loved the only murders in the building finale. Season two finale was this week. Um, Obviously it's the three amateur detectives slash podcast hosts, Steve Martin, Martin Short and Selena Gomez. And they're out to solve the murder of Bunny Folger. So we flash forward to the, the last episode of season two. And it is just, it's like a twist filled finale packed with Tons of A-list stars, um, but Amy Schumer does not come back. Wah, wah. Um, so that's too bad. But it was really fun, and you finally find out who the killer is, and I totally had it wrong. Remember earlier, uh, I said it on the podcast, but I didn't say who I was thinking, but I was like, I think I know who it is. Yeah. Uh, I was wrong. I was wrong. Um, well, I didn't finish it. I'm only like four. That's okay. I think I'm three or four episodes in. But if you need to, you could spoil it. I mean, I don't know. No, I'm not going to I'm not going to give it okay. I'm not going to give okay. this away. Um but the way they reveal it is very fun. So I love Agatha Christie, those kinds of like you know, like Death on the Nile. They always end with a, everybody in a room together. It's also very yeah. Shakespearean where everybody's in a room together and all the information finally comes out. But they do it that in a really great way. They gather a lot of the suspects into a single room to divulge how it happened. Um, And this also isn't a spoiler. But we do know that the show has been renewed for season three. And so at the end of season one, there was a cliffhanger that launched us into season two. And then at the end of this, there was another cliffhanger that will launch us into season three. And we got this really fun surprise cameo, which it's out in the public. This isn't a spoiler. It doesn't give away anything. But Paul Rudd shows up in the finale episode and is joining the cast for season three. So that was super exciting. Cause when he walked on screen, I was like, wait, whoa, <laughs> what is Paul? What is Paul Rudd doing here? Um, so that was really, that was a really fun. I love him. And I, he's just so charming and funny. And I think he's going to be so great with this tone of this show, which is that yeah. like murder mystery comedy. Um, so I'm really excited for him in season three. Ooh, that's but exciting. I, I know you didn't love it, but I, I don't think it's as good as season 
one, but I do, I did really like this season in general. It brought back Jane Lynch and Nathan Lane and Tina Fey, who has a great second to last episode. Amy Ryan came back, you know, Shirley MacLaine. And I know you didn't love Amy Schumer, but there were so many A-list stars. I, I hope that they all come back for season three as well, but we will see. Oh, I'm excited. I feel like I don't trust anyone who doesn't love Paul Rudd. So, I mean, He's the most likable person out there, and he doesn't age, so whatever. No, it's, he doesn't. No, he I, needs to come out with a skincare line. Like, what is the holdup here? <laughs> I think I, Paul Rudd is going to be like, what skincare? He probably doesn't do anything. He probably just splashes water on his it's face. Like one of those he's annoying just gifted, people. <laughs> you know, he's just born this way. He can't even sell skincare because people are going to expect to look like Paul Rudd, and it's not going to work. Right. It's, it'd be a huge flop. Yeah, I know. Um, so, okay, that was another one of my hits. Do we want to talk about it now? Or do you want me to do my other hit real quick? Do your other hit quick. All right. <laughs> and then we'll em, get into it. Make them wait a little longer. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So I also watched She-Hulk, Attorney at Law on Disney+. Plus. It's another Marvel show. I know people aren't into Marvel, or they really are. Um, and I happen to be. But it's about a lawyer who happens to be cousins with the Hulk. And she's in a car accident with the Hulk. And some of his blood mixes with hers. And boom, she's a She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Boom. <laughs> um, and it's really fun. It's very comedic. It uh, stars Tatiana Maslany um, from Orphan Black, and she plays the lawyer, Jennifer Walters, who is also She-Hulk. Mark Ruffalo is back, and he plays the Hulk, which he's always played. And then, well, you know, after Ed Norton. And then Jamila Jamil from The Good Place is also in it. Yeah, the first episode kind of does the, the origin story, like I kind of explained. But there's some direct address, which is really fun from... The, the main character, Jen, and she, so she really wants this to be a lawyer show, which is kind mm. of this fun thing because it's actually impossible for it not to be a superhero show at the same time. So it's kind of going to set up this like interesting dynamic where she's trying to make it about like, like a law and order, a procedural, like maybe a more fun law and order, you know, um, like an Ally McBeal, like, or, like where we, we're following the cases, you know, yeah, uh, like a, a Boston legal kind of situation. Whereas inherently, the marvelness of everything and the superheroes and the villains and all that are going to prevent that from being able to be the case. So it's kind of really fun. It's not <laughs> groundbreaking, like but it's a cool twist on a Marvel show. So so I don't know if you saw this, but it was going viral because I, I didn't know this was a thing that people Googled, but apparently people really wanted to know if Captain America is a virgin or not. Like, like if he's had sex before. Um, Played because, by Chris Evans, right? Right. Yes, yes. And I mean... Obviously, I love me some Chris Evans, and I and they in the very beginning of the episode tease like, "Is Captain America a virgin?" And then we get the answer at the very end of the episode, and it's really it's really satisfying. It's a really fun moment. So I uh, I won't give away the answer, but I think you should check it out. And so two episodes are currently out, and new episodes hit Disney Plus every Thursday. I'm glad that you liked that. Well, thank you. I am glad that you put this next one, which we've all been waiting for, into the hit column. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Of course. I wish we had, like, a dragon sound effect, but here we are. House of the Dragon <laughs> on HBO. We both put it as a hit, obviously. Of course. I mean, there's no course. way this wasn't a hit. I'm so no. glad we're on the same page here. Yes. Um, I'll allow you to dive right in first. Please. Please, Rachel. So, I mean, anyone who's been living under a rock, House of the Dragon takes place um, nearly 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones. And it's mainly about House Targaryen. I, I really didn't have, I tried not to have expectations going into this because I wanted to like kind of come in and it even feel, I mean, it's hard not to, like obviously you're following in the footsteps of Game of Thrones, but I, it was very good. I really, really liked it. And 
I mean, it was an insane premiere episode. There, I, I read your review or a spoiler free, free review on purewow.com. And, you know, you had the little thing in there about like halfway through what happened, you know, death, I guess. That scene, that That's, scene. That scene. And I, let me tell you, I don't understand how this, I don't, I don't get how this, this happened, the scene without a serious disclaimer or trigger warning because mm, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I feel like we have to talk about it, right? Like, should I mean, we, I don't know. Maybe we don't give away exactly what happened, but it is a very upsetting moment yeah. that it's, should have had a trigger warning. I, yeah, I, I agree yeah. with that. It's, it's, it was massively upsetting. And I would say, um, it's so interesting to try to talk about these things without giving it away, yeah, but no, some people haven't like. seen the episode yet. I want them to be able to experience this because part of what I liked about this episode is it gave us that Game of Thrones shock value that we yeah. loved. Like people didn't see the Red Wedding coming. Now I had read the book, so I was like Same. so excited for the, oh, of course. Okay. So here we are. <laughs> we knew the Red Wedding was coming, but I didn't read, and I don't think the source material dives in in the same way for, which was Fire and Blood, which yeah. this is inspired by. I don't think this deta- this was this much detail. So I'm, I didn't read that and I'm not prepared for what's about to happen. So I don't know what's going to happen. So these, tr- these are true shocks. And this was like yeah. a very shocking, um, hard to watch moment. But I, I feel like, I don't, I don't know, like there should have been some disclaimer, but like this is Game of Thrones. I feel like you don't watch Game of Thrones unless you're not prepared to watch the <sighs> worst, most awful things happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. But like th- for some reason, this, this hit different than like mm-hmm. a normal, like yeah. game of Thrones yeah. death. Yeah. I, I mean, I will say it's a birthing scene, you know, it's, that's, you know, just for ma, like, I really feel like this, this really hits for like women. And I know I, I was doing a lot of, like, I was reading a lot of articles after this because I'm like, was I the only one that kind of thought that no, this was crazy? Awful. But, but one of the show's creators, he, uh, they said that they showed it to like a ton of women and all of them said that like, it was okay. Uh, or like, they didn't have an issue with it. Not an issue, but like they didn't, it was, it was fine to them. Mm. I find that extremely hard to believe. Well, I'm sure they weren't condoning it. I'm sure they just meant from a dramatic storytelling standpoint. I guess. But the way that he made it seem was like that they didn't think it was. Mm. uh, I Mm. don't know. I I was literally like the whole time I was like, oh, oh my God, like this actually can't be happening. No. Like this this is the the thing that everybody's talking about from the episode. So if you haven't watched, go watch it. Um, Oh, my God. So. So also, I, I think we should set up here. The stakes were very high for this. I know you said yeah. you, you were trying to keep your expectations low, but like the stakes are high here for HBO to deliver, you know, for the sake of fans of the of the book series like us, uh, mm-hmm. of the, the, the original TV show, and just for HBO itself, because they're trying to battle all these other streaming services and they currently don't have another Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is over. Yeah, So they need true. another Game of Thrones. Um, so there's really high stakes. And we we know that there are a bunch of spinoffs in the works, including one about Jon Snow. And one was already scrapped because it was bad, the one with Naomi Watts. So th- this oh is like- Oh my God, I forgot about yeah, that Yeah, I know. Like, like there's a lot of money. <laughs> oh. And that was tens of millions of dollars that went into making something that didn't, didn't even see the light of day. So yeah. this is really, really high stakes for them. So the fact that they pulled it off and that people are talking about it in such a almost universally positive way the reaction to the show uh i think is a huge win for hbo uh this gamble really paid off yeah no i'm like really i I like need i need this week's episode i was Mm. also i i never i didn't read fire and blood either and i was very 
confused with a lot of the stuff happening in the first, mainly people, because I mean, like Game of Thrones, obviously there's so many characters and they're Mm -hmm. just so intertwined and all of the houses and where they are, the kingdoms and everything. So I'm kind of happy that this only takes place within, well, mostly within one family and one spot. I hope it'll be... It actually would be kind of interesting if they did this like per family. I don't think they would, but it would be kind sure. of interesting to see the yeah. inner workings. I, I agree with you in that like it is so much easier to follow what is happening and who is who. Like it's still a little confusing because they yeah. don't they don't fully. Exp- it's hard to keep track of the family tree I'll always. You know, I'll get the gist of it, but like it's a more focused story because we're just on in one house. So whereas before we were like, we're at King's Landing. Now we're, you know, up uh, in the North. Now we're at the wall. We're like, uh, we're with the Starks. We're with the Lannisters. We're, we're, we're uh, with the Targaryens. We, we leave Westeros at certain yeah. episodes. We were all over the place. Um, but here we, even though we have multiple families that we get like to hear the names of and they're, you know, uh, Otto Hightower is the, you know, yeah. the, the hand of the King. And, it's just easier to follow because each scene is followed by the same characters. Like they're just right. back again, giving you more story, you know, which right. is great. And it does seem to imply that it's starting small, but going to expand. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I hope so. I want to talk about Matt Smith, who we all know from The Crown, who played Prince Philip. Uh, but he plays the king, um, King Viserys's brother, Prince Damon. And it's very clear that he's going to be that, like, bad guy Mm -hmm. character who just, like, doesn't have morals. And, like, you know, we had so many of those characters in, you know, Game of Thrones. And now he's the first of those in this where he's, like, willing to torture people, willing to cut off people's limbs. He just does, like, things like that don't affect him. He doesn't have morals in the same way. It's really fun to watch. Well, first of all, I can't get past his wig. <laughs> I don't I'm think I'll way. ever get past it, the I long know. hair. But I also didn't realize that he was playing the brother of the king. For some reason, whenever I saw like, you know, the posters of each character in the trailer finally, I always thought that he was the like the son of. And I thought him and the daughter, like I, I thought they were going to be battling. More, maybe he just yeah, looks like, younger. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know why. I think I just assumed that he was the son of the king and not the brother of the king. But yeah, he. I mean, I feel like he play, He could play such a good, like evil Oh yeah. We're character. already getting it. So, yeah. yeah. So we, I'm We're ex- just getting I'm like excited. a taste of it. And I, I, I like, it's it's unexpected. I it's You don't know what his character is going to do. There's yeah. that whole, the whole tournament, you know, there's a whole yeah. big tournament scene uh, and he takes place in the tournament and you just don't know what he's going to do. And that I feel like is a really fun thing to watch where you just don't know at what moment he's going to just stab somebody or kill somebody or like, yeah. or break the rules or do something, you know, like something awful. And it's really, it's a really juicy role. So I'm excited to see how that character develops over the course of, of the show. Same. Wait, also one more thing. Speaking Please. of his character and um, Rhaenyra's, wait, mm-hmm. what's her name? Yeah. The daughter. Yeah, uh, they're all so similar. Uh, they have a very weird vibe. Like I and their their niece and uh, an uncle. So I'm, but part of me thinks that like they end up. Oh, you think up they could? You, that's possible. I mean, no, Game of Thrones. Yes. There's tons of you know incest. You know, well, they're and they're the Targaryens in general. Like they are an incestuous like family. That's I mean, why they all have that hair. You know, what, like that yeah, silver. Yeah. And we got it in Game of Thrones. Spoiler alert. Keep calm. We got a spoiler alert, everybody. Keep calm. Spoiler alert. Stay calm. Stay inside. Daenerys is related to Jon Snow. All these years later, sorry. If you didn't watch yet, yeah. you should know. Well, she was supposed to marry her brother. 
too. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. But I mean, the Lannisters. I, yeah. I mean, it's it just set up oh, a world where like yeah. it's Stop. frowned upon, but clearly everybody does it. So it's that's encouraged. possible. So I guess that's interesting that we, we now, because we know the rules of Game of Thrones, we're now watching a show looking for those same kind of tropes. Like, yeah. We're, look, we're, we're looking for those same elements. So it's like, who's going to, uh, where will the incest play in? But I, I do think we're also getting very similar themes from the original and the world feels the same as the original, mm-hmm. which is why I think this is so enjoyable is that it it feels like just more of the same in a good way because we wanted more at the time. Yeah. Whereas they're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. It was this worked and this world really worked. Let's find a new interesting story within this world. And uh, I, th- I think they've really pulled it off. Yeah, I'm excited. So Game of Thrones prequel, House of the Dragon, Purewell, um, by which I mean Purewell, it's me. I reviewed this one. Uh, <laughs> gave it five out of five stars. And I stand by that. Really great. I'm very excited to see what happens next. So I know you had a miss and I do not. So we ready to go? Misses of the week. I have one miss. It's Look Both Ways on Netflix. It's the number two movie right now. It was number one. Um, It has Lily Reinhardt from Riverdale, Andrea Savage, who I love, and Luke Wilson from Old School. Um, it, so quickly, it's about this Lily Reinhardt plays Natalie. She's a high school senior. She has a five-year plan. She's a high achiever. She like on the eve of graduation, she ends up having a one night stand with her best friend. They're at the graduation party. She feels sick. She takes pregnancy test and two parallel lives, you know, happen in one of the lives. She is not pregnant and she goes about her life in LA with her best friend. She wants to be an animator in the other life. She is pregnant she ends up keeping the baby and she just motherhood. Yeah. The issue that I had with it was, first of all, why is there only two situations here? Like that she is either pregnant or she's not like there's like a third option. And I found a quote from a New York Times article that I think perfectly sums it up um, from writer Natalia Winkleman. And it just says that an accessible third course of action in abortion goes essentially ignored by both Natalie and the screenwriter April Proser in a mind-boggling factor in this otherwise predictable movie. It's jarring to see that Natalie's unplanned pregnancy introduced as a cool dose of reality rather than a decision to be made, and the movie's post-row release only adds insult to injury. That about sums it up. Yeah. I just yeah. it's just such a weird I didn't like it. And I'm also like, just because you're becoming a mom in one of these parallel lives doesn't mean that you like 100% have to like lose your whole character. Well, and what like, a very simplistic just, way to approach yeah, this. It's like, just so stupid. Oh, having a baby means you have to give up your dreams. Right. And the other one, like, you get to no. go to LA and be an animator. That's right. very, that feels very off and very not it's, 2022. Right. And Lily Reinhardt too. She's so outspoken about mm. These kinds of things. And I'm like, the fact that you're... That she was on board with yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I personally loved Sliding Doors. I don't remember, remember this Gwyneth Paltrow movie. It was the same idea. In one timeline, she makes the train. and the other one, she misses it. And they go in these wildly different directions. But that, to me, works because it was something that was out of her control entirely. And it's yeah. so small and minuscule that it felt like, oh, something so tiny could lead to two different paths. Whereas this is like a massive, massive thing that clearly, obviously will change your life. So I don't know. I don't think it works in the same way. No. So, all right. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Skipping, skipping that. Well, we do have our special segment this week, which is a fun one, and we haven't done it in a while. It is called Streaming Confessions. Streaming Confessions. (laughs) That's one of my favorite ones. That's pretty good. I like that sound effect. (laughs) 
<laughs> so my confession, oh. I'll go first. It's not that crazy, um, but it is on theme for the week. And I, I loved, my confession is that I loved the last season of Game of Thrones and people hated it. And I was so sick of people hating on it. And I felt like at the time I wasn't allowed to defend my opinion in this that way because everybody was so unhappy with the way things were playing out in that last season. But I call, I call bullshit. <laughs> Put that explicit mark on this podcast because I just said bullshit <laughs> twice. I, 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 think, I think people just, they like to be haters. People hate it. And just like that, from minute one, some people were just never going to like the show before they ever saw it. And I think the same with the end of Game of Thrones. There was just no way it was going to satisfy everyone. And I think people, there were a couple legitimate gripes that I think could have been better. Like, I think Daenerys' storyline should have been spread out longer. We got a spoiler alert, everybody. Keep calm. She sort of started going mad earlier, you know, but all of the things that happened were so cool in that last season. And I will just super defend it. You know, the dragon dies and becomes a dra- a, a zombie dragon. Arya Stark <laughs> flies. Alert, <laughs> that was that, sad. That was a spoiler. And it was so sad. But it was so sad. But what a satisfying Game of Thrones moment. Arya yeah. Stark, she's flying through the air and out of nowhere she kills you know who. Just so badass. I, I There were just so many great things that I really super enjoyed about that last season. And I don't think the ending of the way Daenerys' character went mad was the problem. I think it just wasn't executed perfectly. But I will defend that last season. That's my confession. I don't know yeah. if it's controversial or not, but I will defend it. Well... I actually didn't mind the last season, so I'm okay. I'm on board with that. You're, I also okay have a it. yeah. <laughs> I also, I'm, I'm, I'm allow. <laughs> I also have a Game of Thrones confession, and oh, mine is probably this. an unpopular opinion. Oh, so no. let's get, get give, to it. Give it to me. Okay. Oh my god, I'm like sweating. So I actually thought that um, Ramsey Bolton, you know, the psychopath, yeah. was. <laughs> oh my god, I'm like nervous. I thought he was like a compelling character. Sure. Okay, but hear me out because he, no, I mean, like he's an act. He's crazy. So yeah. he obviously Game of Thrones people will know who Ramsey Bolton is, but he's played by Welsh actor Uwan Rayon. Love that name. Uwan and Rayon. also Rayon is like a combination of Theon, which who he tortured. But anyway, so Ramsey is he is an actual like sadist. Every word that you can throw in there, he is. But what I liked about him, and yes, of course, his character did horrible horrible things that's not what i like i just think that he was never boring every character in game of thrones especially cersei the lannisters they like always would plot for like 500 episodes about what they were going to do and how Mm. they would get back at someone he was just like i don't like that i'm gonna like cut literally like flay your skin i'm gonna do this i'm gonna have my dog eat you so it's just like I'm like, okay, this guy, you never knew it was going to happen because he was so crazy. I I just liked him. And he, I mean, the actor, he just brought, he was so, I couldn't stop watching him. I feel like he was like the Killian Murphy, like Peaky Blinders with the dark and blue eyes, but of Game of Thrones version of it. I, I think I that's know, a great I confession. Him. I like that. Oh, that thank you. One I'm like, of your, like if, actually if, sweating. <laughs> one of your favorite characters is one of the, I mean, we just talked about Matt Smith and the the possibility for this this series. Yeah, so but I, he's not going to be like that. I hope not but maybe i mean i don't know i, I guess i don't know yeah i don't know ramsey was just like weirdly mesmerizing i thought you were gonna say you were attracted to ramsey i i thought that's well, what your confession was i mean be, the which, actor no I mean, no he's a very well, the handsome actor's actor very good looking, I, yeah, but yeah sure anyway yeah. anyway but, but sometimes <laughs> personality plays a factor chest. and we don't play, we aren't attracted to them um well that was good <laughs> i like that both game of thrones um so what yes. did we learn this week rachel 
what we learned. Oh my gosh, I learned that we all have many feelings about Game of Thrones. But actually, without House of the Dragon, I really do miss Daenerys, and I wish she was in it. I miss her. And I learned that I need to watch Sliding Doors again. On our way out here from this episode, I do, we just didn't have enough time, but I do want to give a quick shout out to Welcome to Wrexham on FX and Hulu, which dropped this week with Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, um, a docuseries that I am certainly going to talk about next week. Just want to throw that out there that it's already out in the world airing and people should check it out, um, but I will go more in depth next week. A nice little parting gift. Yeah, a parting gift. One last show for for everyone. <laughs> Rachel, this has been so fun, and I can't wait to talk more so about House fun. of the Dragon. I'm going to keep watching, so yes. we're going to have plenty to talk about in future episodes. This is great. Yes. Well, until next time, bye, until everybody. Until next time. That's it for Stream On. Follow us on Instagram at shows and at Pure Wow. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Stream On is a Pure Wow and Gallery Media Group production. 